I was at a business conference actually in Colorado, and the guy came around and said, pick one word to best describe how you want to feel in the next year, in your personal life and your business. And all of a sudden, Anna, I couldn't speak. And he's like, wait a minute, she's been talking for four days. I couldn't speak. And tears started rolling down my face. And he's like, okay, okay, it's just one word, make it easy. But I said, I wanted your joy, not just joy. I didn't want to have to force it. I'm your host, Anna Malikian. And before we start, please remember to visit mindset.zone. Yes, instead of .com, it's .zone to access all the episodes and other amazing resources, all at mindset.zone. And if you want to get a free copy of my book, Mindset Zone, the first chapter, please go to mindset.zone forward slash book. This episode is an interview originally recorded for Sandy Joy Western Instagram Live. Hey, I got something to say. Sandy is an incredible keynote speaker, author, entrepreneur and media personality, and she spreads joy and positivity. Sandy interviewed me about a principle I often repeat. Please be gentle with yourself. Listen to our conversation. Please give a round of applause. You can't hear that. For Adam, i Thank you. Thank you for having so, me. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. I could be hanging out with you all the time to just be in your little pocket. So I want to get into this one line, though, that you said to me when I said, what's the one thing you want to tell women around the world? And it was be gentle with yourself and go for it. You can a difference out there. Anna, why do women especially doubt themselves so much on that? I, we, we really, in general, I know that these are generalizations, but I see it happening over and over again. There are so many women that are in a mission of making a difference, of creating an impact, and they, they are very, very hard with themselves. Uh, from the before, during, and after. Before overthinking about oh, doing things perfect and not perfect, what other people are thinking and not thinking. During, uh, even sometimes they don't really lean in in their power and afterwards being overcritic about oh, maybe I could do this better, I should have, have said that. And just mm. let's relax, do the best that we can, and be gentle with ourselves. I think we're going to post that everywhere because I have to admit, as much as I do my mantras every day to love myself unconditionally, I find myself at least once a week saying, oh, I wish I didn't say that. Why did I say it that way? I wonder if I heard that, like, I keep doubting how I put things out there, you know, and 
my son who's 18 said to me, mom, are you better than the rest of the world? I go, what are you talking about? He goes, are you a robot? Do you need to be perfect? And he goes, and I want to know who is perfect. And isn't that what you teach? So isn't it funny that something we teach people to accept all your flaws and highlight your positivity and everybody has your new gifts. But for some reason, even those in the self-help industry, we expect more of ourselves. Absolutely. And there is this dynamic that uh, is so easy for us to fall of um, because that thoughts and self-doubts are normal. And depending on our upbringing, our tendencies, they can be more frequent than other people. That is also true. But it's like when I say about negative emotions, when I speak about negative and positive emotions, the problem, the negative emotions per se are not bad. They are signals. They are telling us something. The big issue is when we stay stuck with the negative emotion, when we stay stuck oh, yeah. with the uh, negative self-criticism. That is the problem. It's not the thought per se, because it comes and we can let it go. It's the problem of when we uh, gather to it and we don't let it go. That mm -hmm. is when it becomes a problem. I love that you put it that way, because that's like a guilt-free way of thinking about it. Like, it's normal to have those thoughts. You just don't want to get stuck in it and prevent you from moving on. Just be aware of it, and it's okay. Acknowledge it. Yeah, I, I like to, in many ways, it's like, okay, think about in, in terms of our stress system is if we are driving a car, we have the accelerator and the brakes, and uh, our accelerator that activates us with the, can be uh, stress, anxiety, or is very sensitive. We touch it and it's like a sport car. We, choo, we go very, very quickly. It's triggered to go quickly. Yeah. The problem is that we have to balance that with the braking system. And the problem that in most of us, the braking system in our cars is like of a, a old, a very old car that you really have to keep pumping the brakes to see the effect. And there is, there is this imbalance. It's so easy to go in the negativity, in the stress, in the overwhelm. And we have to train the um, improve our brakes to press the pause button and just not be in the reactive mode and be more in the proactive kind of mode. And I love that you use that analogy because it reminds me of when I was in San Francisco and San Francisco has those huge hills. And I would always get nervous when I went down, like, oh, my God, what if the brakes don't work? And that's what you're saying. Once you're down, you're full speed ahead. It's harder. It's much harder. And we have, we also can see these as muscles. Uh, and think about, and, and this is something that I, we are asking a lot about ourselves. We are asking to be resilient all the time, positive all the time. And we are mm. not putting enough time in the gym. We can only say, it's like uh, if we decide to run a marathon or half marathon or even five miles, whatever, 5K, whatever we decide to run, most of us, we decide, okay, I have to do a training in order to be able to do that. And we put the time, the structure to make that happen. But in the psychological realm, in the mental fitness realm, it's like, 
we must be born ready to do these things. No, we have also to spend time in the gym and taking care of ourselves mm -hmm. and build our mental fitness muscles. You know, I was thinking about that. When we finished the grad program, all my friends were like, okay, you're going to go full speed, full speed, full speed, and you're going to go everywhere to get gigs like you did before. And I needed a little break. I took some time, which was perfect, because right after Mother's Day is when we do a lot of planting in my Philadelphia area. And I spent, not that it didn't work, but I spent way more time in the garden, weeding and planting my flowers and veggies, because I felt like I need to, to take a break mentally and rejuvenate to get my energy back out. And everyone else was thinking, okay, as soon as you graduated, you're, now you're on fire. And it's not that I'm not excited, I am, but I needed that two weeks. And, and it's hard to explain to people. And you, your background is in fitness, in fitness and, and physical fitness and all type of fitness in so many ways. And I, I still remember I, several years ago, I ran the Alf Marathon. And when I was looking for um, a training kind of scheduling, I realized, oh, one day break, we need to do a break to, for mm. the muscles to recover cannot be always pushing, 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 pushing the muscles, even if it's like somebody at the level of uh, Olympic athletes, they need to do breaks to help the muscles to rebuild themselves and to be ready to the next training session. And we have to allow ourselves that time to take time off, to rest and restore, to go out of our routine, even if we love our routine and what we are doing, is good yeah. to get out of it just to see things from a different perspective. Yeah. I call them resets or brain breaks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know. So, Anna, you've been very accomplished and already out there in the field helping so many people. What made you want to go back and create this new keynote? And I also want that you to tell them, what is your big idea for a keynote? And what is your mission with it? Uh, so my background, in, uh, I was in academia during many years. So I have a PhD in psychology, a master's degree. Uh, in psychotherapy, or even two of them. I, I'm a lifelong learner. I love to learn. Mm -hmm. And uh, I always was fascinating, even be before I, uh, I studied psychology, I always had that drive for personal development. And I think we have this potential inside ourselves that is so huge, but we have to learn how to use it. And that is what drove me to psychology and then psychotherapy, because of helping people helping other coaches, mainly leadership coaches, executive coaches, on how to create thriving business and grow their business online. But at the end of the day, when we have the roadmaps, we have the, the ways of being out there in an effective way, but we have to take care of ourselves, self-care. And sometimes we are not achieving more out there because we are our worst enemies or we are stepping in our own feet so really uh, like michael port used to say yes this quote that i love most business problems are personal problems in disguise oh 
And it's absolutely true. And even if we look to from the one person business, freelancer, small company, micro company to the big business, and it's what we are seeing now with the, in, the, in the companies, corporations, everybody speaking about the big resignation. People are leaving to find a job elsewhere because they are searching for a purpose, in my opinion. They, they want, mm. these are people that many of them, uh, they want to work, but they want to work to be meaningful. And if they have yeah. the opportunity of doing it, why are they are going to try to find it out there? So that is what drove me back again. Okay, I have the, this, I did a PhD in psychology. I love to read and keep up to date into the research in positive psychology, neuropsychology, high performance sciences. Why I'm not bringing this more to the foreground, to the front of what I'm doing? If this already informs, but why I'm not bringing it to the front? I have my podcast already happening. The Mindset Zone is there since 2014. But I thought, I know and this can be how people know me out there. So that is where I decide, okay, who are the best in the best if I want to do really a transformational keynote? Michael, yeah. Amy, part in HPS, heroic public speaking. So I knew where to go. I went yeah. there. I had clarity about because what I was wanting to create, how can I create one hour that people are there and they are transformed at the end. They look to themselves in a different way and they know concrete things that they can start to do that makes a difference. So yeah. the big idea is that how the name of my keynote is the happiness fallacy, because there are so many thoughts about happiness, be mm -hmm. happy, be happy, but it can go to the extreme that you have to be happy. It's almost forcing happiness and happiness cannot be forced. It's something that is like if you are trying at night to fall asleep and you go, oh, I have to fall asleep. No, that is not a good, that is a, a recipe. <laughs> to keep awake for a long time. The way to falling asleep, what it is, relaxing, letting our thought go, creating the conditions that allow something to happen spontaneously. With happiness, is a lot like that. I like to, to use the image of a plant. You said that you are planting and you like gardening and being outdoors. Okay, you plant something from seed or something. You don't go to the garden outside, look to your plants and and start, let me see, I'm going to pull this leaf to see if I help my plant grow. No, that will be absolutely crazy. We cannot force <laughs> something that only happens in a spontaneous way. Yeah. Uh, but uh, So with happiness, we have to say the same attitude. We cannot force, we'll power our way to happiness. But if you have a garden, you go, you go tender to the plants. And how do you tender? You, you make sure that they have the right humidity, that they are being enough water, but not too much water, that the light is okay. And if it's too much, you can cover them. If it's too, I'd say, there are things that we can do to create the conditions for the plants to thrive. So there are a lot that we can do in our lives to create the conditions to be happier. But it has to be about this nurturing, this cultivating happiness in an indirect way. And I'm so glad you said that. And thank you for the analogy with the plants. Because a few years ago, I was at a business conference actually in Colorado. And the guy came around and said, pick 
one word to best describe how you want to feel in the next year in your personal life and your business. And all of a sudden, Anna, I couldn't speak. And he's like, wait a minute, she's been talking for four days. I couldn't speak. And tears started rolling down my face. And he's like, okay, okay, it's just one word, make it easy. But I said, I wanted your joy, not just joy. I didn't want to have to force it. And it was that important to me because I thought I was always known as the joy person, you know, go to Sandy, whatever. And that's great. But I really wasn't allowing myself to have all the other emotions. I'd be like, no, you can't feel that. And that's crazy. And, and, and that I love that since the 2000s with uh, Martin Seligman, when he was the president of the American Psychological Association, he really made his thing of putting what is known now as positive psychology into the, yeah. into the conversation. And the absolutely extraordinary what him and, and many others in the psychology world did. And at the same time, like with everything, People can take it to extremes. And now there is even, I think, what well, is this year that there is a book out that is called Toxic Positivity. Because people, oh, yeah, were, that. that really translates that, that, okay, come down with, it's not just, don't worry, be happy, fake it until you make it. Things don't work that way because that can backfire to us. So we want to find, learn, we know much more now that we, or it's better articulate. I think that there was loads in the ancient and philosophy and many thinkers for years and decades and centuries were already speaking about these things. But now we have the science articulating that in a way that is more consumable, that we can apply better. And that is amazing. But... It's not the positive psychology doesn't mean that we have, to, we cannot eliminate the negative emotions in our lives. Negative emotions are important. Gives is, is like, um, uh, otherwise we are one horse pony or just uh, can sing only with in one note. That would be boring for one side and for yeah. the other side there is the thing that negative emotions, they have a role. They are like alert systems that tell us, okay, something to pay attention to, uh, mm -hmm. like a red flag. Okay. The, and like I said in the beginning, the problem are not negative emotions per se. It's when we stay stuck with them. If you will learn to see them, become aware, and then what can we learn from it and move on? That is the important thing. But if a tragedy happen, let's give time for people to mourn that. Yeah. Uh, there are things that yeah. we cannot rush, that uh, part of the coming out in the other side, uh, surviving and uh, even with a mission, is letting us feel sadness and mourn whatever the loss is, uh, it's not staying stuck there forever, but we have to honor that. One of the most beautiful metaphors for this that I heard many years ago in a conference in psychology was that the, I don't remember what was the Indian tradition, but it seems that in some Indian traditions here in the Native Americans in the United States, 
And if somebody knows the exact thing, please send me a note about this. But they say that when somebody, they lose somebody meaningful in their lives because they have the tradition of having long hair and with the braids, they cut one of the braids. And the time for mourning is the time that takes for the hair to grow back. And I thought, how powerful is that? Yeah. How powerful. Okay, give me this is is like a part of you because when a tragedy happens, a part of us is can be a loved one, can be a disease, can be a changing of plans in our lives, but that affects is a part of us that is taken away. So let's honor that. Doesn't mean that we have to just be that or be totally there, we can divert, uh, we have to allow ourselves to recover, mainly in bereavement. It is a lot like a wave, we can be a little bit better, and then there comes another wave, and, and but allow yes. that rhythm to happen, and allow us to be, sometimes, I think that um, is the, the lack of personal development, people push us so much to get over it, because our sad yeah. feelings are trigger something in them that they are not comfortable with. So the, the yeah. easiest solution is just push the other person. No, no, you have to get over it. Get over it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, we have to learn to deal with it, not to bash into the negativity. No, it's just to honor that as one of the dimensions. If we feel that listening to a sad song or listening to that video that make us cry and weep. Performing arts and drama was always one of way of us, cathart- it's a way of expressing our feelings. If we need to yeah. see a sad movie with a box of Kleenex, let's honor ourselves and do it. And then if we see to see a comedy and laugh, let's honor that. It's all part of our humanity. Hmm. You know, Anna, I'm glad you touched on that because my peeps, I got this question over and over again in different ways. So let's address it. We'll call this one, uh, I like to call her Sally Bell because I don't know what Sally Bell. And she would like ideas of how to reset her brain after years and years of listening to her mother say over and over again and her aunt and her grandparents, basically suck it up. Do you know how good you have it? So many people have it worse in the world. And she's like, I hear what Anna is saying, but it's just so hard to get that out of my head. Like every time she goes to say even anything, like it's, she hears, well, do you know how many people have it worse? Yes. And I hear people saying that too. And I'm telling you, Anna, and I mean this from well-meaning people, I'm a very positive person, but now and then I get down. And if I even get down a little, my friends don't want that. They're like, no, 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 no. And how can she address this? I mean, I mean, I get it. It's years and years and years of hearing this. And let's start with that, of the repetition, years and years and years. And in a simplistic way, in terms of our narrow pathways, what is going on in our brain is that there is this these connections that are like a big highway of traffic and is where the, the, there is a certain stimulus, something happened and automatically that voices come up. 
and because it's what is overused. It's like, I don't know, um, many people will have this as a day-to-day -day reference if they are used to drive to a certain place like work or like to get their kids in school and they do that every yeah. day. And one day they are supposed to go somewhere else but they get absent-minded and suddenly they are in the way of the way that they always do. Because that is how we are wired. That is like the default yeah. way. So the first thing is to understand yeah. that, okay, let's blame your parents for that, your aunt for that. That was the default <laughs> thing. But you, if you keep blaming, I say blame it, but let it go. Because if you keep blaming, you are strengthened that. And then yeah. how, knowing that, that is like a, um, a pathway that is really in overdrive. You need time to start to build alternative ones. So you have to give yourself time. And then it's like going to the gym. You start with small muscles or small weights and you start, okay, that thing comes, that thought comes up. Oh, here you are again. Interesting. Okay, notice that I'm going maybe to try something different this time. And maybe if there's not, the situation is like low stress, you can do that and you reward yourself. Yes, I did that. And you are building that alternative pathway. If a crisis happens, you are going to go to the old pattern again very quickly because it's what you are comfortable. And when there is a crisis situation, mm -hmm. we are dragged to our old habits. So, okay, when you have a moment to breathe and you become, oh my gosh, it, it, I went again in that. Okay, okay, okay. Don't blame yourself, okay? Breathe. What is the one small thing I can do to at least to put myself in neutral? So is, is, is you have to put the intention and be very patient. It's absolutely possible, but usually takes time. Sometimes there is, it's like a big boulder and it is very difficult to move and then, then it starts to be a movement and it starts to become easier and then you take advantage of that. But just be gentle with yourself and keep trying new things and new yeah. ways. And when you start to find something that is working, will not work working 100% of the times, but if you work 75% of the time, keep doing it. Even if you go back, it's like a dance. It's like uh, yeah. how if you are dancing, you are not only go in one direction. You go a couple of steps, <laughs> one, one cup step. And you have to feel yeah. comfortable. And then you still can have the direction that you want. But there is always a back and forward and a certain rhythm. And I love your freaking analogies. <laughs> they are the best. I can, I'm sitting here watching you and I'm like, oh my goodness. I just want you to keep telling me more stories. But I do see that happening even within myself. Like the okay, I'm great here, and I'm great here, I'm great here, and then something big, and I went, oh, I know better. Well, how did I get there? Why did I do that again, you know? So by you saying it's okay, because when the crap hits the fan, you're going to go back to those habits. But little by little, you'll get stronger, and it'll happen less and less. And suddenly you are going to one day realize, oh, this happened almost naturally. What I want, yeah, yes, and celebrate that. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh my goodness, we're running out of time, but I want to get this in because I need to know more. There is no Prince Charming. 
Anna, what are you talking about? There's no Prince Charming to save the world. I, and, and, and <laughs> That goes a little bit sometimes, I think, and doesn't need to be a man. Uh, but sometimes I think by a question of our education, the way that we were raised, and even the, um, the Disney's and other stories is like, wait for somebody. Somebody out there is going to do something that is going to solve the thing. Sometimes God. we have to be the ones doing it. It's like, I don't know what was Shrek, I think was the first Disney that changed the, the regular pattern of the princess that she, she didn't stay in the tower waiting for him to come and rescue. Uh, and the, like yeah. I said, doesn't need to be the male, the, the traditional one. Is sometimes we, if, if you are in a situation that, oh my gosh, this has to change, think, what can you do to make it happen. And women have the advantage of being in general more collaborating people in general. So think what I can do and what I can bring together to make this change happening. That is the message. Now I get it. I'm with you. Okay. <laughs> Time to get women in the spotlight. So true, Anna. So true. You're right. We're really good behind the scenes but challenging ourselves to put ourselves out there, man. And we are doing it here. I love it. We are doing it here. All right. I know I'm going to run a little bit over, but I do need to ask a bit more about the Mindset Zone podcast. Love the freaking name. Love it. And you've been doing it since 2014. Tell us a little bit more about what goes on over there. Yeah, I, I was wanting everybody in the coaching world, even in 2014, was already speaking about mindset here, mindset there. And uh, I, I remember the time I read the book of Carl Dweck, Mindset, that is really uh, one of the core works on this area. And love it, the grow mindset, and how can we embrace that, that we can change, we can transform our mindsets. But there was very few places, there was the message, you have to change your mindset, but very few places to, okay, the gym, to go, to exercise the flexibility in our mindsets, because I believe that is not just one mindset. We have several mindsets, some of them are grow, it's a grow mindset, so that we are more fixed on them, but we need a place that we can grow to challenge us. And that is what I want to create in the Mindset Zone podcast, a place where people can listen in 30 minutes uh, every week, can be a conversation, can be a shorter one, a solo episode. And at the end, they go, hmm, I never thought about this way. It's that flexibility. And they are seeing things in a more uh, expanding what's possible. That is what I want to create there. Just allow people to exercise their mind in ways that becomes more flexible, then they can uh, see things from different perspectives and hopefully then even looking to their own challenges and say, oh, maybe I can try something different. Incredible, incredible. I love that. And I, you've been doing it for a while, so you are way ahead of the game, oh, young lady. I was in the podcasting when it was starting, so I still managed when I launched was iTunes. I was in the charts, number one in all the yeah. charts, business, self-help, 
uh, in the notes are not worthy. I was, and that gave me a great good traction there at the beginning. Woo, woo. Yes. All right, Anna. It's sad. It's very sad. We have to go. But before we do, tell us every way we can find you. Okay. The easiest way is my name, Anna, just with one N, A-N-A, Malikian, M-E-L-I-K-I-A-N, dot com. My website, you are always going to see the, the focus of what I'm doing there. And of course, follow me on Instagram. Anna Malikian, you will find me there. And the podcast, you go wherever you listen to your podcast, look for mm -hmm. Mindset Zone and follow me there too. Okay. And if they want to book you, because they're going to want to book you for, you know, where do they find you? Do they go to your website, the website too? AnnaMalikian.com. There will be a speaking and how to contact me there. Yes. Cool beans. All right. Hey, I got something to say, people. Anna had something to say. And don't worry if you missed any of it. I'm recording this, and when we're done, I'll put it on all the platforms. And I know you're going to want to share it, like it, and rate it, and Anna and I will be so grateful. Bye, Anna. Bye. Thank you for listening. And remember to visit Mindset. Dot zone. Yes, instead of dot com, it's dot zone. There you can find all the episodes and other amazing resources, all at mindset.zone. And if you want to get a free copy of the first chapter of my book, Mindset Zone, please go to mindset.zone forward slash book. As always, I'm so grateful you are here. Expand what's possible for you, for the ones around you, for the world.